Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. All right. Generally, when I have guests on, I go through their bio and I'm like, all right, well, here's a couple things to hit on. Ollie Farhang and Matt Muehlbach, I'm convinced, are the same person, only from a different uh, background because they have 10,000 things that they're involved in. Every single one of them is successful. Ollie, tell the people what you are involved in because it's too long for me to put on my note card. Well, man, I got to tell you, being compared to Matt Muehlbach is uh, is is quite a, a humbling statement. I mean, uh, I know that I am uh, not one of the all-time winningest point guards in Arizona basketball history, so he's he's definitely got that one on me. But um, you know, other than the uh, you know, start with the the paying job, uh, what helps me contribute to the University of Arizona um, on a on a donor level, which is uh, the law firm of Farhang and Metcalf, full service law firm. And um, that's uh, that's kind of the core of everything else I'm able to do, uh, whether it's uh, being one of the founders and the uh, chairman of the Arizona Bowl, uh, minority owner of the Tucson Sugar Skulls. And then uh, three days a week, I wake up early and I get with your buddy, Justin Spears, and we do Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. I feel like you're I feel like you're leaving something out there. That feels light, Ali. Are you leaving something out? Are you just being modest right now? I mean, you know, I've coached high school football for a number of years. Uh, I was uh, honored and uh, had the, uh, the the excellent opportunity to coach at South Point under the great Dennis Benet. Um, had some pretty good football players there. We had a little bit of success. Yeah. Uh, at good South running Point. back, maybe? I mean, a good running back, a good safety receiver in Lathan, uh, you know, some great linemen. The, the names go on and on, but um, – yeah, man. What what do you want me to What do you want me to add? Uh, also, you know what? On top of my resume, I get to say with uh, complete confidence, I I happen to be friends with a guy named Mike Luke. Also, as cool as that is, we got something. You left the most important thing out. You were named the Emoy Man of the Year winner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, Ali. You just gonna leave that out? <laughs> that's true. I still can't believe it happened. So that's why I left it out. Aren't you and Bruce Pasco the finalists? It was me and Pasco, and uh, I think uh, they had a. I, they must have done the vote like the Oscars. Um, they somebody lost a, a, one of the one of the slips with the names on it, and they just decided to write me in. Right. All right, we're going to get into Ali. We'll talk some athletic department stuff as well. Want to talk some Arizona football though first? Obviously, the Big Twelve schedule's out. We're going to get to that. But Ali, you've been in Tucson a long time. I've been in Tucson a long time. Um, I don't know that I've ever come across something as special as this 2022 football class and some of the players that are uh, not even in that class that are coming back. No, if a feed T-Mac could have gone anywhere they wanted, they could have made Ollie Farhang money pretty much anywhere they wanted. And they decided to come back and back the A. This is something where we're going to look back on this in like 20 years and be, wow. That really happened. I mean, the whole thing has been surreal how they how this whole group of players has come back to form a team that could win the Big 12 next year. I mean, Luke, was there I mean, I've been going to basketball games since I was six years old at McKill right. Center. Was was there ever a more magical Saturday than that game at home against UCLA when the football team came out and amongst all the players that came on the court? You know, they played the video and we said, you know, there's unfinished business and it was Noah and it was uh, T-Mac. I mean, in the add in there, a 19 point comeback against UCLA. I mean, <clears throat> that was electric. I thought the roof was going to come off McHale. And, you know, I know we're really disappointed uh, with the manner in which Jet Fish left the program. 
And uh, I'm, I'm kind of a windshield guy, not, not a rear view mirror guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, two things can be true. I'm, I'm disappointed that uh, our former coach, he, not kind of, he did break his word to a number of people. Yes. And the manner in which he left was not the classiest. But at the same time, I'm also very appreciative of the fact that he was able to recruit and bring quality young men to our campus, like Noah Fafita, T-Mac, Raymond Polito, Leif Magnuson. I could go on and on. And um, I'm, I'm gratified that those young men decided to stay and that it was about more than just one person. It was about the environment. And uh, we may be at the point where we've got two individuals on our football program. If we are as successful as I think we're going to be next year in football, they're going to enter the stratosphere of Steve Kerr and Sean Elliott, the way they turned the basketball program around. You're exactly right. They're going to be something. When you look at it, Lou Olson got the basketball program off the ground. Obviously, they were good. Eddie Smith, Pete Williams, et cetera. But Sean was the one that sent that thing into orbit along with Steve Kerr. These two dudes with everything they got. And let's just talk Noah Fafita for a second. You got a 5'7 quarterback. He's not 5'11". He's uh, he's about 5'7", 5'8", max. And he comes in here. Nobody really knows what to make of him. Uh, Fish clearly didn't want to play him. He kept talking about how great Jaden Delora was all the way through Noah Fafita being the best freshman in the country. And then Fish leaves. You're like, all right, well, these guys are going to bounce too. They can become millionaires if they're not already. And then they both decide to come back. The coolest thing about this, Ali, is I was tipped off a day before <laughs> that the under-16 <clears throat> was when they were going to be to announce it. And so I asked the guy, I said, so, you know, is it going to be like Noah and T-Mac putting a video out? And he said, no, that ain't their style. They're just going to go out there with the team. I thought that was the coolest thing ever, Ollie. I mean, it was uh, it was amazing. Uh, you know, on Spears and Ollie on Friday, I had mentioned. Where can like, they hey, find Spears and Ollie, by the way, from 7 to 9 on 1490, perhaps? 7 to 9 a.m. on 1490 a.m. or 94.9. Channel HD, 4 on your HD dial. Yeah, that's right. And uh, every once in a while, the show gets really good because Spears and Ollie are not there. We have a guy named Mike Luke fill in. So <laughs> Always a privilege. That's when it gets really good. But, yeah, I, I'd mentioned it on the show on Friday. I'd heard something about it. And uh, it exceeded my expectation. I'm going to tell you one thing that, you know, Arizona, sometimes the athletics has frustrated me about is, you know, sports now is there. It's not just about the games itself. These are events. It's entertainment. And I thought that some of the entertainment value around Arizona athletics could be could be a lot better. I mean, I'm talking about you want people in your stands uh, in the in the stadium for football at the beginning of the game. Well, what are we going to do to draw them there? I mean, Virginia Tech plays enter the Sandman, and nobody wants to miss that at the beginning of the game. It's that easy. For all of my critique of Arizona athletics with respect to the entertainment value around sports, the way they they produce this was A+. It, you know what's also A+, Ollie? Have you ever been to Circle K? Man, I love Circle K, and I understand that Circle K only affiliates themselves with the best of the best. Yep. I would say that Ali Farhang is part of the inner circle, and if he's not, I would be woefully disappointed at Ali, but I know he is, so there you go. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit Circle K for details. Ali, you're also one of the cool kids, so you've yeah. definitely hung out at Illegal Pete's before. This is true. I have done that at Illegal Pete's. Is uh, if, if you're hungry, man, and you want to, to kind of make your own little burrito, 
it, there's no better place. Do you hang out with the, I was going to say, do you ever go there with that Paul Volpe guy? When I'm able to hang out with Paul Volpe, yes. I mean, it's the highlight of my day. I cancel my calendar and I turn my phone off. Hey, you want to hear something funny? I asked Bruce before if, he, uh, if he'd ever been to Illegal Pete's and he said, what's that? <laughs> and which was the most Bruce Pascoe answer ever. But yes. real, disclaimer, and then we're going to get to some football and we're going to talk some Ali here. All right. Ring in the new year with all illegal Pete's. I almost said Ali's <laughs> illegal Pete's weekly deals. Kick the Monday blues with $3 margaritas all day or ease your way back into the week with $2 tacos every Tuesday. Do you work in healthcare education? Take your team to brunch at illegal Pete's Tuesdays or buy one, get one free entrees. And don't forget to unwind every long day, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. And Illegal Pete's year go-to spot for burritos, buddies, beer, Paul Volpe, and Ollie Farhang. Okay. That's right. Hey, by the way, if you want to like me even more, there you go. There's what my Circle it? K app. Oh! No, I do have the Circle K app. This is amazing. All right. Yeah. We just found our – we just found a very good show clip. All yeah. right. Ollie, let's talk uh, some Arizona football. Let's talk some Arizona football. The schedule is out. Big 12, obviously, Arizona's off to the Big 12. Super excited to be uh, going on to the Big 12 where you have fan bases that care about sports. Looking at this schedule, and again, I like our Big 12 fans a great deal, so I'm not putting them down. This is a very nav- – we can we can navigate this schedule, Ali. You know, I think it's, uh, it's great. I think it's going to be tough, tougher than we think. I mean, Utah is always tough. Uh, let's, we just have- go, let's just go game by game. Let's, let's do it. Let's do that. Let's do this a lawyerly way, like you're before the Ninth Circuit, which you have been before. This is true. It is true. And, okay. you know, you might want to add that I won, too. Dude, <laughs> I knew you were leaving things out. You left out the Ninth Circuit, and you left out the Emoy Man of the Year. Come on, man. I know. I know. All right. My bad. Yeah, it's okay. All right. So, here's Arizona's uh, Big 12 schedule. You got New Mexico, obviously not part of the Big 12. New Mexico and NAU, I'm going to chalk up his wins. You would agree. I would, you know, New Mexico's got a new coach coming in next year um, and um, they're, they're going to be good. Um, and if you want to look at, uh, you talk about power five versus group of five, you know, those are narratives that the right. pundits put out there. Look at the Mountain West record against the Pac-12 the last five years and you'll be shocked because exactly. the Mountain West actually has the winning record over the Pac-12. Because there's a lot of teams like Wyoming, there's a plug yeah. for you, that, yeah. I mean, not obviously, not always in this, that conference, but there are good teams out there that, you know, are good. Kansas State. Um, Kansas State is always underrated. I still don't know how they win there, but they win there. And it's uh, it's incredibly impressive. Bill Snyder, to me, is still one of the top 10 coaches I've ever seen in college football because he turned that into a juggernaut. Kansas State, that's obviously a TBD. It's not going to be a Big 12 game because they scheduled it before, so it's technically out of conference. That's going to be an interesting one as well. Then, like you said, Utah, Utah, Utah. Arizona took care of Utah this year. You get Cam Rising back, though. So right. that's he's in his eleventh uh, year, right? He's a uh, he's made the pension in the uh, the college football pension. He's got his he's got enough time in. He can definitely get a social security card at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's going to be a big one. That's the fourth game of the season. Um, that was going to be a, your first Big 12 game. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, that's going to be a tough one. Thoughts on that one, Ollie? And will you be traveling up there with all of your esteemed donors? I would imagine you will. Maybe. Uh, you know, listen, I mean, Kyle Whittingham uh, is one of the best coaches, not just in the Pac-12, Big 12. He's one of the best coaches in the country. Yeah. And I know Jet Fish is no longer the head coach at Arizona, but if you recall, the last time we played Utah was here in Tucson and everything went our way and we rolled them, but we put in Jaden Delora at the very end and threw a touchdown at the end. And Kyle Whittingham was not happy about it. Right now, does that, does that transfer over to next year where it's uh, Brent Brennan? I don't know. 
Probably not. But, you know, Kansas State, you know they're going to play good defense and uh, be solid on special teams. And Utah, you know they're going to be tough, physical, and disciplined. We got our hands full playing it up in Salt Lake. You know, I also don't get I also don't get this narrative too when people say, oh, Big 12 football stinks. It doesn't stink. The uh what like Big 12 basketball is the best conference in the country. We all know that. If you're gonna try to compare it to Big 12 basketball, whatever. Multiple teams from the Big 12 should get into the college football playoffs. I'm not saying four, but I think if you're one of the top two teams in the Big 12, now that it's been expanded to 12, I think it's good enough that you should be able to get two teams in, Ollie. You should. And uh, you know, we'll see if the uh the 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 two leagues that are trying to control everything and have a monopoly in the big 10 and the sec, if they're going to allow that to happen, because they're the ones that are basically running the show, but uh, the big 12, I mean, look, I know the PAC 12, there's a lot of nostalgia around it. And I know there's a history and I appreciate it too, but sports matters in the big 12 Arizona fans better be prepared that, you know, you're not going to hear loud U of a chance and us taking over stadiums on the road for basketball. And football, talk about economic impact. We're going to have fans from every team here, and they're going to fill a large section of our stadium the way it used to be in the old Pac-10. The Big 12 is a better football conference than the Pac-12 was. I mean, look at Kansas right now. Kansas basketball is the preeminent, in my opinion, now is the preeminent program in all college basketball. What are they? One, in, are there? Th- I think they have three lot road losses in the Big Twelve already. People need to understand that this is going to be a different animal entirely than we're used to. This is going to be a lot closer to kind of that mid '90s where you had Jim Herrick killing it at UCLA, you had uh, uh, Mike Montgomery destroying it at Stanford, Todd Bozeman cheating his way to wins at Cal. <laughs> I mean, I can keep going on and on. It's going to be a different ride in football and basketball Ollie. yeah you know bill self actually talked about it last week when they went on the road i think somewhere and he said every game is a grind but it really prepares us for march and uh, i watched on saturday kansas state and houston man they're gonna let us play in the big 12 i mean the, the defense and the physicality is at another level um i'm excited for basketball but from a football perspective do not underestimate the big 12 i mean on our schedule we got five bowl teams Right. Right. Let's, now let's keep going on. I'm a spasm all over the place. Ali is the professional. So Ali, thanks for putting me back onto the uh, point about the big 12 football. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then you got Texas tech BYU and Colorado. What do you think about that? Uh, Troika of games? Well, Texas tech, a bowl team last year, and uh, you know, they're going to air it out. So it's going to be kind of fun. I mean, you might want to, whatever the over is, if you're a betting person, you yeah. might want to bet the over in that game. Uh, BYU had a down year last year, but it's never easy playing in Provo. Uh, and they've got a solid program. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're going to be better, you know, BYU and Colorado, the next two games, they both didn't have the best of seasons last year. I mean, Colorado was America's darling for a little bit, but, uh, you look what Dion has done in the transfer portal. Colorado is going to be a very tough team next year. And, uh, they've got, I think one of the best if not the best quarterback in college football and Shadur Sanders would you like your Pittsburgh Steelers to draft Shadur Sanders if he was available well I hope it's not necessary because that means we totally whiffed on Kenny Pickett which I think I'm I'm feeling maybe we whiffed on Kenny Pickett but there's still that little bit of hope um it's very small so if we draft Shadur Sanders two things mean to happen it's going to be Mike Tomlin's first losing season as a head coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are in the top five. Did you know the Steelers haven't been in the top five to draft a player since 1971? 
You know, I have a neighbor who's a Steelers fan, and he talks to me about how difficult it is to be a Steelers fan. Get out of here, dude. You guys <laughs> never lose. You never have losing. A bad season for you is nine and seven or nine and eight. Get out of here with that nonsense, long-suffering yeah. Steeler fan garbage. <laughs> but I used, to, I used to have hair, but man, they, they'd like to play those one-score games, so... I, I can empathize with your neighbor, but yes, it also feels good to be a Steelers fan, especially Mike, when you go on the road, when you go to road games and you see half, if not more of that stadium filled with terrible towels, right. it, it gives you, a, there's a little bit of pride there. Colorado though. That is an interesting game though. I, I think Colorado is going to be a top 25 team. Listen, Dion obviously was an awesome hire. I don't understand why a team didn't try to take a chance on Dion earlier. I mean, if you're a cow, what do you have to lose or something like that? But like you said, you bulked up the offensive line. The offensive line was obviously a problem. You got Shadur. You got Travis Hunter back. You also got a, a bevy of re receivers as well. We're going to find out this year what kind of coach Dion Sanders is. Well, you know, the best thing about Dion, frankly, and it's really a it's a sign of a really good, secure coach. He's put coaches around him right. that are really good at what they do, and he doesn't have to be the smartest guy in the room. So as much of a promoter as Dion is and maybe as much pride as he is, he shows a lot of humility as a coach. And so right. that, that's why he's easy to root for. All right. Now, then you got West Virginia, then you got West Virginia, uh, UCF. Houston, West Virginia, UCF, and Houston. These are games, those are games that you got to take them seriously, but these are also games that I believe Arizona should be able to win, Ali Farhang. They should, man. But these teams, man, they, especially like, you know, West Virginia, they're so physical and so tough and, you know, a really good tradition of football there. In fact, next year, the year after next, that's the trip I'm taking. I'm going are you Morgantown. going to Morgantown? Heck yeah, man. Why would you not? Maybe there'll be a Steelers game the Sunday after, and I can just make that drive. But um, I think that'd be a great place to watch a football game. I think West Virginia is a really good football program. And um, and then, you know, you go moving on to UCF. UCF has been they've they've, they've you know, they've had a, they've had more 11 and one 12 and one seasons in the last five years than right. pretty much anybody in the Pac-12 outside of maybe Oregon. It's really a coaching hotbed. Think about it. Scott Frost sucked, obviously, but he was really good there. Josh Heupel, Gus Malzahn. Is this maybe the coaching cradle that is being established at Central Florida? <laughs> maybe, man. Um, I still think that you got to look within that uh, the triangle between in, between Ohio and Pennsylvania and look at how many coaches have come <laughs> from that area. But uh, I, th I think they've got a leg up. But UCF, man, they are... Uh, economically and from a fan support standpoint, really supporting their sports programs, especially football. They're, they're going to be good, man. Yeah. All right. Then you got TCU and ASU. Um, TCU is going to be interesting. ASU or TCU, it's at TCU. You got to rem remember, I like Sonny Dykes. I think he's a good coach. Um, I do believe that he's, uh, uh, there obviously last year was tough, but you lose your quarterback. I think a lot of people just thought you could just replace your quarterback as the Pittsburgh Steelers have found when Ben Roethlisberger fell off. You can't just replace a great quarterback. That's a shot. Farhang right there. But <clears throat> Never a truer statement. And, you know, they were in the national championship game just two years ago. So, right. They're really good. They're going to be, they're going to be, um, they're going to be a tough test. The entire schedule football wise, like we're talking about basketball. There's no gimmies, you know. I know New Mexico and Northern Arizona, but let's just look at the conference slate. Every game is going to be um, is going to be a tough contest, and we got to we got to bring it. As far as ASU, I mean, listen, man, that that school up north, you know, you know how I feel about them, but 
Uh, yeah, I like Dilly. I think he's a good dude. Kyle um, Dillingham is a is a good coach, man, and they've done a great job restocking their roster. They really yeah. have. You know what I like about Kenny Dillingham, and I'm probably going to get in trouble here. I like the fact that he wants to be there. You can totally tell that he wants to be there. And when somebody says it's their dream job, normally it's a bunch of crap. Um, but it's not crap with Kenny Dillingham. You can totally tell that he wants to be there. And so if I'm an ASU fan, you know, and I got an AD or I got a president that doesn't care about athletics, I'm happy if I I'm happy that I got Kenny Dillingham in there. Absolutely. I mean, uh, listen, sometimes the things he says, you're like, I that made no sense to me whatsoever, but he's passionate. He's genuine. You can see how what he says resonates with young men. And, right. uh, you know, frankly, look, I want to beat them in, on the on the playing field, on the court every single time we play. <clears throat> but Arizona, it's better when Arizona and Arizona State are both good. It's, it's right. better for everybody. Can we get Ali to put his uh, prognostication cap on? Who wins the Big 12 again? You can totally uh, back out. But right now, Ali, if you had your BetMGM Sportsbook bet app, app out, what would you bet, Ali, on who winning the Big 12? Would you back the A? We got 12 games on our schedule, right? <clears throat> so I'm uh, predicting Arizona to go 10-2 and two and okay. playing in the Big 12 championship game against uh, Oklahoma State. And uh, I think that uh, you're going to see Arizona in the college football playoff next year. Ditto. I'm just going to rubber stamp, approve that, Ollie. That was awesome. All right. Now, um, but, but I'm going to, with one caveat, because I am a lawyer, we're going to have to, uh, Coach Brennan is going to have to fill in some gaps on the defensive line and maybe a little bit in the secondary, uh, maybe through the transfer portal moving forward. But you know what? That's something that I believe that he should be able to do. And, you know, that's uh, that's kind of where we're at. All right. Now, real quick. Have you ever been to the Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Ali? Man, who hasn't? <clears throat> and again, if they're a sponsor of yours, I'll go again. Also, you know what's cool? They got the little waves on the side, too. You yeah. can see them when you're on the freeway. Check it out. Gila River Resorts and Casinos. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details. Be like Ali and enjoy that fun and immersive experience. All right. Now, um, Arizona, obviously, we're going to get into uh, now the athletic department here in a second. But just from a football and basketball perspective on the field, as far as talent on both sides of the uh, on both sides of the equation, basketball and football, Man, Ali, it's been a long time since I felt this good going into a season about the talent on both Arizona basketball and Arizona football going into the Big 12. Yeah, I agree, man. It's, uh, I mean, when's the last time? Is it 2015? Is it late 90s that we felt this good about both rosters? I think you've right. got to say, I think you've got to go mid to late 90s, honestly, because yeah. Rich Rod was, I liked a lot of what Rich Rod did, but Rich Rod never felt sustainable. It felt like it was like so much gadgetry and gimmick, you know, and the receivers looked like me. This team looks like this team looks the part. And again, it's going to be on Brent and Brennan to continue to push that. But between uh, both these rosters look pretty good for the next couple of years. It does. And, uh, you know, to be determined with football, as far as next year's recruiting class, I know we've had a couple of guys uh, back out of their commitments and uh, uh, or enter the portal. Um, but knowing Brent Brennan, you got to get got to know him a little bit when San Jose State came down here for the Arizona Bowl. It was the game that we played on CBS with nobody in the stands because of the pandemic. Right. Uh, great, great dude. Uh, you see the way he is with his team and how he connects with his players. I think he's going to be here for a long time, and I have no no question of his ability to recruit, especially with the guys that he got on his staff. Um, and Tommy Lloyd, 
I mean, we got um, we got a great recruiting class coming in next year. I mean, if you think about it, we really don't know what this this uh, roster is going to look like next year because technically, Umar Balo can come back for another year. Pella Larson can come back for another year. Caleb, Caleb Love can come back for another year. Uh, the only guy that really is uh, you know is run out of eligibility is Keshaw Johnson. Now, are you going to go you know uh, four for four with all those guys? Probably not, but. Uh, he's got some great young talent coming in. Well, let's see what guys come back. Um, but man, Mike, let's live in the present. That 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 game against Oregon, I'm hoping was. I mean, Connecticut lost six of eight games last year. Went through a lot of adversity. People were questioning them. They used that adversity to really kind of make them better, to harden them, and they were unbeatable in March. Why can't Ollie? Let me ask. And I you. see a lot of similarities with this Arizona team and that Connecticut team from last year. I'll be I honest. agree with you. But let me ask you this: Why in the world can't Arizona bring that effort every single game? Because you're right. When Arizona plays like that, I think their upside is higher than any team in the country. I really do. When all the pieces are hitting, um, I just I don't understand why the effort can't always be there. That's the only my only drawback. And I love the Tommy Gun. I think he's a plus. Hope he's here the rest of his career. I just don't understand that aspect. Maybe I'll leave Farhang, who's smarter than me, can explain that. Because man, uh, sometimes By the way, that's an awesome. That's an awesome jacket. Where'd Thank you, get you. That? back in the A? Um, where did I? Get? I don't remember. I don't know. That's just sometimes. Sometimes you know, I might like uh, have a long day at work, have a drink, and the next thing you know, I've ordered six Arizona and Steelers things online. I, this, who knows? Very. But cool. uh, I think as fans, we kind of forget the the human element to things, like just like me and you, Mike. I mean, sometimes. You know, we do our jobs and we're doing things and it's like, are we always uh, in lion mode? Are we always like an optimal effort? We're trying, but, you know, sometimes it's just not there. And I was in Pullman, man. It was minus nine degrees. We were freezing. The stands weren't really full. And uh, sometimes that affects you, too. I really don't believe that these guys are lacking in desire or wanting to give the effort. Um, but sometimes, you know, you've got a little bit more spring in your step and, and there are a bunch of young men. So look, listen, I, you need these kind of things to happen in order to be successful in March. We don't want to be 35 and three, right? We don't, because when you go to March and then there's like a crunch time and we're facing some sort of adversity, we want to, we want to have already been through it. We want to have already been in a game where we came back from 19 against UCLA. We want to be in grinded games where the refs are calling fouls and some, some guy named Jordan, Jordan Pope from Washington State, got two eyes closed and doing fadeaways and jumping in the stands right. and make everything nothing but net. So, you know, the guys on the team, they, they want it and they're given the effort. But you're right. I think it's on the defensive end. When we're like in people's yes. faces on the defensive end, then every and not just playing like fence defense, like just right. trying to stay in front of them. We Everything else is better. And um you know, Tommy Lloyd said it after the game. You know, he got Umar together with Pella and Caleb and I think Keshad. And really it was like, how can we get like Kylan going? How can we help him? Yeah. Right. Feel more because confident. Because we need him. Like, I, people tell me all the time, just bench him. Don't play him. No. You have to get him going because we've all seen that he's good. Again, I hate to use this comparison, but I could throw Daniel Dillon out for 35 minutes and he's always going to be Daniel Dillon. It's not going to matter. With Kylan Boswell, we've seen it. We know that he's good. I don't need him to be an All-American, but he has all-conference type ability. I need him to be able to play at that kind of level. And if we can't get him to that, well, then we're not going to reach our expectations. We got to get Kylan Boswell going because we know he's capable, Ali Farhang. 
That's right. And the Oregon game was a, was a, was a good sign of that. Yeah. Um, you know, again, no excuses, but this kid is 18 and is supposed to be a freshman in college right now. Uh, fortunately he's got a year under his belt. And uh, I think, you know, he is one of the, if not the most talented player on our team, if you right. really want to know and uh, getting him going and just being that complimentary player that he can be when he is good, when he's having a decent to good game, um, then Arizona is a very formidable basketball team. And I am all about the Caleb Love experience, good, bad, indifferent. I could watch Caleb Love play for the rest of my life. I love players that just bring it. And you know what, Ollie? You've seen this. You've been around sports a long time. A lot of player, a lot of people say, I want the ball when the game's on the line, but eh, they really don't. Caleb Love wants the ball. That is a very unique trait. And I'll tell you what, if the game's on the line, and Caleb Love's got the ball. There's not many dudes in the country I'm taking over Caleb Love. Yeah, I agree. And I, you know, from what I've noticed that when our team is really being aggressive and going to the basket and not falling with a in love with a three pointer at the beginning of the game, to me that's a sign that we're 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 good. It's going to be right. okay. The problem, the problem I've seen us fall into is this love of the outside shot and the three pointer. They don't go in. And then the next thing you know, we're, you know, we're down five, we're down seven. Uh, and we did that. We've done that a few times on the road when we're aggressive on the defensive end and we're taking the ball to the basket aggressively, getting the ball inside. And, you know, you make, you may take it to the basket. They close the lane and you kick it out for an open three. That's fine. When, when our offense is flowing the way Tommy wants it. I, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know. I, I have a very, I'm very bullish on Arizona's chances of not only getting to a final four, but holding that trophy at the end. All right. Back the a Ray. One of my favorite people, Ali for a D. Yeah. Let's talk about this a little bit. When you look, think about an athletic director, what do you got to be able to do? Obviously we're in a state. You got to be able to fundraise. You got to be able to rally the troops. You got to be respected in the community. You got to know your way around people in the sports world. I can, you got to know the legalities of it. Ollie Farhang literally checks off every single box, Ollie. What say you, my friend? Because again, it's very rare that you find somebody local that backs the A that checks off every single box. I mean, look, man, uh, if, if that were ever to come past, would I, would I seriously consider doing it? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, I would. I mean, it's, I love the university. I love this athletic department. And, um, you know, in, in my opinion, you know, the days of athletic directors, you know, a bunch of them getting together once a year and having dinner with their wives and talking about things and like, hey, I'm not going to hire your coach without you hire and you're not going to hire my coach and we're going right. to work. Through. Those days are over, man. Every school is your competitor. They, every school wants to beat you. Every athletic director is your competitor. And so I think that there just needs to be a reimagination of athletic departments where it's not you know, the way it used to be, it's big business and you right. need to run it like a business and financials and, you know, uh, raising money and the entertainment factor around uh, athletics is very important. So, I mean, at the same time, you know, the athletic director is getting emails from people talking about, I don't like the nachos and the hot dogs are too cold or the beer is too expensive. <clears throat> That's not part of the job that I am, you know, I would right. ever be looking forward to. Right. It's a tough job. And, you know, it's uh, maybe but, Arizona but again, needs to do whatever they do needs to think of it like we need to reorganize our athletic direct uh, athletic department so that it is run like a true 
hundred million dollar plus business that it is. And when you think about it too, you got to have, like I said, you got to have the connections. You got to be able, I mean, this is something you've, you've done. You put together a very successful bowl game, obviously here in Tucson, you brought that kind of stuff back to Tucson, which obviously we salute emoji you as well. And you. you know, everybody in town, obviously run a very successful law firm. You're very ingrained in the sports community. I'm just saying, Ali, I'll just say it again. We had somebody on the show last week say that, and it really got me to thinking that, you know, that's something to keep an eye on there, folks. That's all I'm saying. Well, you guys, uh, I know he's got a lot to deal with right now, but, you know, just uh, send the word to Bobby Robbins, and I'm happy to have a conversation with him. (laughs) But, uh, you know, look, the secret to my success is the secret is going to be the secret to whoever the next athletic director success surround yourself with really good people that are aligned with you and believe in, you know, the objectives that you have. And when you have that, you know, I mean, you talk about the success of the Arizona bowl, look at the people on our board, like Paul Volpe, like Erica Barnes, like, uh, you know, uh, it's a who's who of very important people at the U of A. Right. And then you've got, a, I've got an executive director in Kim Adair and she does a magnificent job. And I've at my law firm, I've got the best partner that you could ever ask for in Tim Medkoff and the sugar skulls. I got great partners in Kevin, Kevin and Kathy guy. I mean, align your, you know, it's what you don't have kids yet, Mike. Someday you're going to have little redheads running around uh, just being Arizona fanatics and, the, the number one piece of advice I can give you as a father is tell them to surround themselves with people that make them better. So that's what we tell our kids. And as adults, that's the secret to success for us as well. Speaking of which, now, you wouldn't take Justin Spears with you, would you? Because again, Justin is, we rely on Justin on the radio and at the newspaper. Justin Spears would be off limits or would he be have a spot in the athletic department under Ollie Farhan? You know, I, I and I was, uh, I was, I'm ashamed to say that when I talked about great partners, I should not have let left Justin Spears or Andrew Trujillo. They're the best. Um, Yeah. You know uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever I'm going to do in the future. If, uh, if I can bring Justin along as part of it, you know, I'll I'll try to make him an offer, but I know he loves what he does. He's great at what he does. We rely on Justin in other avenues, Ollie. I know, I know, I know. But uh Maybe uh, maybe he'll be crafting the narrative for Arizona Athletics instead of reporting on it. That could be the case. Now, Andrew Trujillo, if you need the best disclaimer reader in the business, <laughs> yeah. I, the way that this man, the uh, a very, very good part of Spears and Ali, uh, anybody that listens knows Andrew Trujillo, great dude. Easily the best reader of disclaimers I've ever come across. Ali, he can do it in, in like literally two seconds where I would be spitting all over myself. Would he have a part in the administration? Uh, Andrew Trujillo, man, uh, you can always use a centaur whenever, whatever you're doing, man. And if you ever seen Andrew, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. Half man, half horse, Andrew Trujillo. Uh, and, but the problem with Andrew, and I'll be really honest is what if, if I were to run any organization, I'm not sure that wearing a black concert t-shirt every day is going to work. Right. But Maybe you get some kind of beard oil sales going there as well. I mean, there are ways to incorporate him in there, Ali. That's right. We'll, we'll do a we'll do an nil deal with uh, Trujillo beard beard oil, right? Trujillo beard oil. That's yes, right. All right, Ali. When you bet, do you ever use the BetMGM sportsbook app? Uh, yeah, not no. Tell me about it. 
All right, thank you. That was the question I was hoping you would ask. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5. You will receive 158 instantly in additional winnings. Regardless of your wager's outcome, maybe bet on Shadur Sanders being with next Steelers quarterback. Check out the show notes for details. All right, it's uh, before we sign off, it's time for the BetMGM Parlay Pick of the Week. Ali, I like where your mind's at. You're picking Arizona to win the Big 12. You're also going to go over of the eight and a half then yeah. because you like 10 wins. I am uh, I am stealing what uh, Ollie went. I am going with that as my BetMGM parlay. I like it. And if you want to add uh, another one just to kind of really boost your odds, uh, put Noah Fafita as the Heisman winner. He's definitely going to have those numbers. I like that. So you're going to triple parlay on this one, Ollie. Three legs, man. Uh, parlay with two legs just doesn't seem right. It's like betting the under, right? No, who wants to bet the under? Who wants to bet for less points? So <clears throat> I, uh, a real, it's a real weak thing to do. Let's be honest. It's, Unless it's, it's Iowa, which I enjoy making fun of a great deal. You want to know something, man? Uh, the Big Ten Championship was Iowa and Michigan. And the first half over under for Iowa was half a point. Half a point. And the second half was a half a point as well. So I I won both bets. I bet the under for both. (laughs) I have never seen, and this is such a pet peeve of mine, I have never seen a team that is actively not trying to score. They're playing Nebraska, and the score is like 7-7 to or something. They have the ball at the nine-yard line, and they run it three times. They make no pretense that they're going to try to pass. Ugh. Gosh, I mean, it it made me cry for the days of Dwayne Aquina as offensive coordinator here at the U of A. I know. I think it was, uh, is his name, uh, Kirk Ferenz's uh, brother is Kurt Ferenz, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> I think he had something in his contract that uh, basically it, it, the contract is voided if they didn't score 26 points a game last year. They didn't even get half of that. Uh, it's just gross. It's just gross. And he's no longer the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I know. And did you see they just hired some guy who had the 140th best offense in the country? So again, only way to go is up, Ollie. That's right. Baby steps, man. (laughs) All right. Everybody out there, though. Ollie, message, uh, uh, not not Ollie, not, uh, everybody message President Robbins, though. Let them know that you're backing the A as in backing Ollie Farhang because there's a lot to like there. There's a lot to like there, my friends. Also, you could also, uh, we need to talk a little bit more about the Emoy Man of the Year before uh, uh, before we get off. How has that changed your life? You know, when I got it, um, I felt that my knees buckled a little bit and I needed a little bit of help to continue to stand up. And uh, walking around town now, there's a celebrity to me that I've never had before. I mean, Arizona Bulls, Law Firm, Sugar Skulls, Spears yeah. and Ollie. This it's is different. about the Emoy Man of the Year. Um, and, uh, the only guy that I know for sure that, uh, our relationship has changed a little bit and is Bruce Pascoe, a little disappointed. I know he was a little disappointed, but I tell Bruce to keep his head up, keep his chin up because there's always next year. There's always next year. And sooner or later, Bruce is going to win that because Bruce will always be around. Bruce is not going anywhere. The most, uh, the most interesting man in the world might be Bruce Pascoe for reasons that uh, only you, you know, and I know. You know is the kids yeah, would say. Yes, that's right. That's so, right. Bruce is a person that – you know what's funny about Bruce? I don't think the idea – and I realized this about a year ago. I don't think that Bruce has ever considered the fact that anybody might lie. I also don't think that Bruce has ever considered the fact that like people are mean or what. It's just weird. Bruce is just so in his innocent tunnel that 
it's just awesome. You don't see people like Bruce. That's why if anybody ever badmouths Bruce, I immediately stick up for him because it's like, listen, this is literally the most pure hearted person. He doesn't think Bruce. That's the best way. Bruce Pascoe does not think bad thoughts ever. No, no. I mean, he is a burrito and iced tea guy at Del Taco and his favorite meal at Thanksgiving is salad. And (laughs) you may think that's bland, but uh, I think it's actually fascinating. Yes. All right, Ali, you're a beast, dude. Like I said, man, uh, everybody out there, hit up President Robbins. There's a lot to like. Look at Ali's resume. You're going to have to print out about 35 pages to be able to get it. So Ali, though, as always, though, you're the man, dude. I really appreciate your time. Buddy, I always love spending time with you and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I love the manner in which you uh, you back the A. I back the A. You know what? Noah and T-Mac put me in the video and it made my week. You know what? I felt like I feel like Ollie Farhang right now. So on that you're note. You're a superstar, baby. Yeah. All right. Back the A. Like I said, send out those emails. For Ollie Farhang, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We all city like the mayor. 